welcome to the 27th, 27th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And we're Queen Bees today and always. So, I've been having like one of the best couple of weeks of my life. Really? Um, mostly just because the Golden State Killer has been apprehended. Oh my god. <laughs> I... The first person I told was, like, my point of contact at the school I was at that day. And I said, are you interested in true crime? And he thought I said, he must have thought I said true detective. Mm. Because he was like, oh, you know, I think I've seen some of the Woody Harrelson one. And I was like, and I just didn't have time to correct him. And I was like, well, they caught the Golden State Killer. The East Area Rapist. And he was like, there are children in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... He just didn't care. So I don't know that I said this ever on this podcast. Did I ever talk about it on this podcast? The The East Area Rapist? Like, Um, I feel like probably. Because isn't, wasn't your mom and, weren't your mom and dad living? No. Or was that the Night Stalker? That's Richard 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 Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. So the Golden State Killer is, like, probably the one, the serial killer, like, him and Zodiac are the ones that I've wanted to know the most. Mm -hmm. And... I, like, remember I'm interning with a judge this summer, and I was talking to him about crime, and I said, like, honestly, like, the crime that, like, like, when I go to heaven, obviously, after, mm-hmm. like, quite a bit of time in purgatory, because I deserve it, <laughs> um, like, if I get one chance to ask God, like, a quick question, I would be like, so tell me, who is the Golden State Killer? <laughs> who is the Zodiac Killer? And, well, I, like, well, I now think, I, think I would, well, now, now it's Zodiac. Hi, yeah. Brendan. Brendan, we're recording. Hey, Brendan. <laughs> We're recording. Oh. <laughs> Go back downstairs. <laughs> Go back downstairs and close your door. Are you going to edit that? No. no. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Brendan. In Brendan's defense, we usually chat more before we get going. It's true. To the, well, I mean, Brendan was so quiet earlier, I was I thought he was gone again. No, he's here. He's here till till we're gone forever. Um but but I said like if, like, when I get a quick question, I'm going to ask God, like, who was the Golden State who Killer? Yeah. And, like, I was like, I want to know it more than John Bonet. Yeah. Like, I want to know it so bad. Yeah. And then I got, like, I feel like I got, like, I feel like Christmas just came so damn early for it me. It did come early. Um, I realized something about myself in terms of, like, how I feel about theories. Mm. Like, and this also is coupled with, like, Infinity Wars came out. And so, like, people what have been... That? The new Avengers movie. And so there's a part two coming out later. And so people have been theorizing about what happens. And so I realize, I always get really annoyed when people start theorizing. And I feel this way, and I think this is why I don't like cold cases. Okay. Is because I don't want to theorize about it. I just want to know what the truth is. Like, I don't want to speculate about who did it if they're innocent. Because I also don't want to, like, believe that it's someone who it isn't. Like, I think that's why I had to stop listening to Serial. Because I was like, if it's not going to be Adnan, and I kind of think that he is the killer. But, like, I don't know. Couldn't disagree more, everyone. But, but, like, I don't know that for sure. And I hate that I don't know the truth. And so it's like, I don't want a theory about... Because I don't want to like the theory more than the truth. And, like, I don't... And, like, particularly with movies, it's, like, I don't want to hear all your theories about Game of Thrones. I just want to know what happens. So, like, I like to be excited about, like, possibilities, but I don't like to try to figure it out for myself. You, does that make sense? 
what's the difference between a possibility and a theory? So I like to be, so like for Game of Thrones, it'll be like, oh, and like, it's exciting that like this might happen. Or like, you know, it's looking like, you know, it's exciting that like Sansa and Tyrion might like get to hang out again or like, um, so that's just a wish list. Yeah, it's like I like to be excited about like the possibilities, but I don't want to be like so stuck in like my theories of figuring it out that like, well, because like sometimes when when you have a theory and you're right, it like kind of disapp- I find the reveal disappointing because you're like, yeah, I kind of already knew that. God, I couldn't feel any more differently. Really? When I get a theory right, like like for example, like when I watch a true or a like like a police procedural. Mm-hmm. I, from the very beginning, will tell somebody, I'm like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then, if I'm right, I'm delighted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, mostly it's right. Like figuring I was mostly right with the killing. By, like, mm-hmm. episode two, I was pretty much right. Mm-hmm. I was mostly right um, with Marcella. Yeah. And then I was also mostly right. I, I Like, I just, I have a good track record. I'm very mm-hmm. good at that. So. I like to be surprised. And I like, I like. If I get surprised. solving. A delight. Yeah. I like to see them solve the murder. So, like, I, I can even know who the killer is. Like, sometimes I like that better. I feel like in Luther, you usually know who the killer is before they catch him. And I like the chase. Okay. Of, like, them getting closer. And I then, love a twist. Yeah. I love when they I mean, pull twists the... twists are very fun. When they pull the rug out from under Because it's you. unexpected. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of, like, cold cases, I get really frustrated with them because... I just want to know what the truth is, and I don't like having theories about it because I don't know that that's true. So I guess I still don't understand the difference between a theory and a possibility. Is the difference between a theory is that you just are, like, entirely married to it? I feel like a theory is, like, you really, like, develop it. Okay. In terms, like, like a theory is, like, my theory, like, I think theories are bigger than possibilities. So, like, what about with the classic brand as the Night King? Is that a theory or a possibility? I think that's a theory. Okay, and you don't like that? I mean, I just don't enjoy it because if it's like, if it's not true and I like start to really believe it, then I'm going to be disappointed. Okay. And, but if it is true and I already knew that, then it's not exciting when we learn it. Yeah. Like when, when it was revealed that when everyone was like making a big deal that like, we know who Jon Snow's mom is. I was like, everyone's known who Jon Snow's mom is since they started the series. Right. Like it's been a well-known theory. Um, and so it was like not an exciting reveal. Well, well yeah. not that that was like something that I was like dying to know about. No, mostly because I already knew. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think with with the Golden State Killer. But now I, what I'm really enjoying. Sorry to interrupt you. What I'm really enjoying about now that they've caught him is I love seeing how him as a man or the alleged. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The alleged dude. Whose um, DNA is 100% match. Let's right. just be honest. Right. Um, I'm enjoying how all the little pieces of his life fit into the story. Well, I think that's... Like, that's... This is such cool. an exciting and ideal case for, like, true fi- true crime fanatics. And especially for me, since this is the one I wanted the most. Mm-hmm. But um, because... There were pieces of it to me that, like, didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was trying to figure them out and, like... Yeah. Like, I think, like, for example, like, with Serial, it's, like, there are so many things that, like, just don't quite up or, like, quite add up or make mm-hmm. sense. And so you basically try to, like, create a scenario in which everything could be true. Yeah. And it's, like, very hard. Yeah. Whereas he, like, um, J.J. D'Angelo, 
The alleged. <laughs> the alleged accused. I don't want to, re- like, God knows, like, some jurist could listen to this podcast. <laughs> the alleged, who has yet to be proven guilty, whose DNA is a 100% match. Who <laughs> uh, looks like a killer. He just looks, well, he looks like he's been in the sun his whole life. <laughs> the sun and the wind. <laughs> he looks a hundred years old. Like, 70, not that old. 72 year olds these days look pretty damn good and yeah. he looks a hundred. There was a lady um, I was working with yesterday who was 67. I was like, girl, you don't look it. I would it's have like, said yeah. she was 60. But now, like, I think especially now that, like, our parents are, like, in their mid-50s, it's like yeah. 60 doesn't seem old anymore. Yeah. No, my uncle's 60. He's in his 60s. And it just doesn't seem old to me. Yeah, my aunt and uncle are in their 60s doesn't seem old. They yeah. seem spry and yeah. active and busy. <laughs> JJ, I don't think he's been doing much. <laughs> he has he just looks had... like after he allegedly finished his rape and murder spree, he just started sitting down a lot instead of doing all his parkour. Sitting down a lot and like also like just developing sunspots mm-hmm. like up the wazoo. Which is weird because he attacked people in the night. So was he just like hiding in people's bushes all damn day? I don't know. Well, so one of one of my I guess possibilities because I wouldn't say I've really developed this much. (laughs) So like one of the things that I've always had a very hard time with was the fact that he smells terrible. Like Mm -hmm. so many people like reported that he smells terrible, but then it was very odd to me that like he had such a distinct smell to even people and then dogs couldn't track him. Mm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, he used this dog spray. And so like, no wonder these, yeah. See, that's what I enjoy finding is like how the pieces all fit. Yeah. But I think that he potentially might've hidden people's trash. And that's why he smelled bad. Because there's no reason. Like, he yeah. he was employed, like, because a lot of people thought he was potentially homeless. Yeah. Or, like, a vagabond. But, like, that didn't really make sense because he, like, was, like, you can't rape 50 women in, like, a suburban neighborhood and not have somebody notice you if you don't fit. And yeah. if there was a vagabond around, people would have noticed him. Right. So, um... So I'll also say about that, like, I enjoy, like, talking about what, like, before the case was solved, I would have enjoyed, like, debate or talking about, like, this is weird, like, you couldn't have done this if you don't fit, but I don't like having, like, like, with the Jean Benet case, it's, like, when people get really into, like, the brother did it or the dad did it, and it's, like, it bothers me that we don't know the truth. I think the brother did it, too, but it's, like, I don't like debating those theories and, like, getting too, like stuck in one way because it's like I don't know what the truth is I think and so it's like I just want to know what the truth is the thing about the John Bonet case and why I think it might be frustrating to you yes. is that the possibilities are endless like there are so many weird things that like like she could have been I mean you know I don't mean to you know whatever I have no inside information I don't know anything whatever but like you know there are theories that like she was basically being like sold for sex by her dad and like there are theories that like she had been sexually abused over time Mm -hmm. and like all of that like how does that play in or does it play in at all or is it even true because like then there are also theories that like well she was wearing tights so much of the time and the abrasions like could have been caused by her tights and so like there are just so many things 
that have a lot of explanations. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that just does not have an explanation is why your mom would be writing the ransom note. <laughs> but um, <laughs> on a pad of paper from their house <laughs> for 45 minutes and writing a ransom note that is literally like the insane. longest <laughs> ransom note ever. <laughs> insane. Absolutely insane. Um, but I also don't really think that she did it. Like, everybody, like, mm-hmm. really villainized her for a long time. Per usual. I mean, classic. But I, to me, she seems, she seems so <coughs> Xanaxed out of it yeah. that I think that she like is mourning the loss of her daughter. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like she's Casey Anthony who like is partying it up, doing weird stuff. Yeah, and just terrible mm-hmm. all around. Which like she's at liberty. So, yeah. Whatever. Have you have you seen? There's a show. I forget what network it's coming on two but they've been advertising it on a couple networks for a while it's like it's supposed to be about this one guy who killed a bunch of people and they're also theorizing that he might have killed he might be the zodiac killer and he might have killed sean Benet. no here's the I'm thing i'm like i don't i'm like it's like his kids are on the show and they're like we were living in all of the area like we were living in san francisco when the zodiac killings were going on <coughs> listen so with, with the Golden State Killer, like, the one of the reasons why I love that case so much is because the DNA <coughs> evidence, like, recently showed us that he was, like, both the East Area Rapist <coughs> and the original Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't get, like, that happening very often. Like, it mm-hmm. is so rare and so cool and mm-hmm. the best. And it, like I so, love how they caught him with the genealogy. I know. Like, I, I just hope to God that, like... That Mr. The t- Detective Holes... Oh, Paul Holes. That, Paul Holes. And mm-hmm. I love it. It was like a couple Sweet days from baby angel. when they started casing his house. I know. Paul Holes. Like, good for you, Paul Holes. I love, you know, I love that Karen on My Favorite Murder, like, has such a crush on him. And she's like, he's a married man. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not suggesting. She's like, I just know they're going to have their best guys on the case, like, um, in, uh, interrogating him, specifically Paul Holes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine... Like, coming face-to-face with the monster that you have been chasing for literally ever. I bet he does such a thorough and stand-up job. I know. Like, God, he's not going to, like, lose his cool. I know. And ruin it. Um, but so what I was going to say, though, is that, like, now everybody are trying to, like, to tie Joseph D'Angelo to, like, all of these other things. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, it's not it doesn't, any... Lightning doesn't strike twice. Like, you don't get to tie him to, like, like some murders in Australia. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. Like, he didn't do it. This guy has clearly never effing left Sacramento. <laughs> he didn't even leave after he finished a spree of crime. No! Where he probably never would have been caught if he just fucking moved. It's so hard. I mean, they might have I mean, found him with that DNA trickery. Yeah. But it would have been harder. You mean thorough police work? Yeah. Not trickery. Let's not negativize yeah, it. Or I don't know why I said that. I, I mean, it was, like, kind of funny. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's, I, I literally, this has taken up, like, the majority of my time, though, this week. So I, like, I watched the arraignment, I watched the press conference, like, I can't wait for the trial, May 16th, I'm I'm coming (laughs) for you. That's soon. It's, it is, they are, like, moving the shit through. Speedy trial. How long did it take them to do the Helter Skelter trial? It was, like, months. But they had well, a lot more. They had a lot more to figure out. It was. It's a different case though, too, because like they already know all the 
crimes. And, yeah. like, they already know, like, they have all the DNA. So, like, there's not, like, really much police work at this point that needs to be done. Well, and, like, like motive, they can take him to like, trial as it is. Like, well, they have DNA. Like, it's not like how Vincent Bugliosi was like, I have to figure out. Like, well, Vincent Bugliosi had to figure out, like. And they didn't have a lot of DNA evidence because the police kept touching things. Yeah, and fingerprints (laughs) are so rare. And then plus the fact Mm -hmm. that it was, like, kind of a weird case because they were charging a guy who was actually not present at any of the murders. Yeah. So, and it was, like, culty and all. I mean, he had had his work cut out. This is a little bit more open and shut, I would say. Um, But, I mean, let's just not forget that um, we can only charge him for the murders because the statute of limitations is up on every single one of the fucking rapes. (sighs) So, if this doesn't make legislators think twice about that goddamn statute, how, why? Which also, so Bill Cosby mm-hmm. finally has mm-hmm. been convicted. Mm-hmm. Which, the statute of limitations has run out on several of his And the rapes. one that he just got convicted on was two and a half weeks away from running out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if this is... Especially this, if you're a serial... I mean, like, rape in general... There should be no statute of limitations. That's fucking absurd. But especially if you're a serial rapist, it's like, you're really going to tell me you don't care after a certain number of years? Well, but I think that's the thing, though, is that now that we have a case where a serial rapist, like, is not even being charged for any of his rapes, mm-hmm. like, that's what makes you, that's what makes you think about it. Yeah. Or, or what will make people potentially think about it. And maybe that will change the game. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I mean, we've just got to keep talking about it and keeping it kind of in the public exactly. eye and, like, demanding that our legislators hold these grotesque individuals accountable. hmm And also stop the backlog. Yeah. Because guess what? Don't throw away rape kits. Ever. Why ever. would you ever do that? The other thing, too, is, like, technology is getting better every single day. You and never so, know. Like, just because... To you, a sample is now untestable. God damn it, every time. <laughs> oh, wait. How did that even go through? My thing was off. Um, it, if, like, if to you it seems untestable now, like, in 10 years, you don't know yeah, you what we don't can know. do. So, oh, God. Anyway, this this week has been amazing. Like, so there's that. There's Bill Cosby. Um, there's uh, a cardinal is being charged for a sexual Ooh. abuse in Australia, which is, like, he's going to trial. So, like, thank God, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're finally prosecuting these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I discovered Marsha Clark has a podcast oh. um, that goes along with, like, she has a show, I think, on A&E that they basically, like, go to, like, really old cases and mm-hmm. then like controversial cases like she did Casey Anthony she did Drew Peterson and then I just listened to Chandra Levy and she basically talks about like what they did wrong mm-hmm. or I don't know it is interesting also I just love Marsha Clark I was like this is everything I want <laughs> I had less of a good week why because well so, you were sick I was very sick I mean, I've had a bad week otherwise. Like, work has been terrible, but, like, <laughs> the Golden State Killer yeah. apprehension has really a shining light. been a shining light in my life. Yeah. Last week, I thought that I couldn't take another week of work, and then I started taking antibiotics, and I was like, wow, work is at least 100 times better when you don't wish you were dead because you had to wake up so early, and you feel like you're dying. I know. I know. Also, I know that I promised a husky voice... 
My voice You is, have it. It's, yeah, it's like, I think it's not what it was. Because okay. I'm healing. Um, <laughs> God, God forbid you heal. I just, you know, I apologize if you expected more um, from my one tweet. You still have, it. like, a few, like, muffled coughs in the back of this podcast. I don't think anyone's going to doubt. Where yeah. is that coming from? Like... <laughs> Is it your phone? Do I have my phone it didn't on sound loud? Like, it didn't sound like the... Um... Yeah, I have my phone on loud, like <laughs> an amateur. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but I'm, like, not fully... I wouldn't say I'm, like, fully... Um, better? Well, I, like, I'm amply better. Like, I still have, like, a lingering cough, like, every now and again. And I'm still taking the antibiotics. Take, um, you have to take them off. No, I know. Okay. Oh, I know. No, no, I don't. I, I would never play that don't game. Don't half-ass this. No, 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 no. That's not how I do things. Good. Um, I love medicine. <laughs> but, so I haven't wanted, so I've had a lot more energy this week, but I haven't wanted to, like, go to the gym yet, because I feel like cardio mm-hmm. is, like, it's a little too much. So I've just been doing yoga mm-hmm. for the past couple of days. And, like, at the risk of sounding like a total asshole, I really enjoy yoga. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Or, like... But, like, what I really like about yoga and, like, I think, like, yoga sometimes gets a bad rap because some people get, like, a little too, like, spiritual about it sometimes. Yeah. And I, too, like, I've gone to, like, some yoga classes where I'm, like, the instructor read us a poem mm. and I'm just, like, eh. I really like, so I do yoga with Adrienne on YouTube a lot and I like her because she's very into just, like, finding what feels good, like, don't worry about, like looking like you're in doing the pose from the magazine and also like she's not like she has like a sense of humor and is not like a weirdo about yoga but what I really like about it is I like that it's like slow progress like I can see like think different moves I can see like are easier or whatever like my hands like go all the way to the floor when I do a Mm -hmm. forward bend and like so like I like seeing and it's like it makes me feel good to know like oh like look at what my body can do And so it's, like, I think if you approach yoga without that, like, sense of, like, oh, you know, that girl over there did a headstand, and I obviously can't do that, so, like, I maybe shouldn't be here, um, like, you're going to get discouraged. But, like, I would recommend doing, like, some at-home yoga first, making sure you're doing it, obviously, safely. Listen to the teacher. Uh Uh-huh. And don't, you know, ruin your knees. Yep. But um, I think you'll build your confidence a little bit. And also, I think, like, it, it always, like, makes me feel good to, like, get the blood moving in a different way. And, like, I always feel, like, a little bit more energized. And so I've been enjoying doing that this week. That's good. And having energy to do anything, basically, That's other than great. cough. Yeah, Brennan and I have been, like I, like, I basically, in my head, I'm like, wow, like, could we be a more adorable wonderful couple because we go to spin in the morning together and then we share like I have a matcha latte and he has a smoothie and we just like chat for like 15 minutes on our way and then he walks me to the metro like kisses me on the cheek and I'm off like I'm just like wow I bet people see you and they're like they've got it together yeah well so today Brennan was like I'm really sorry like I can't stay for like our coffee and stuff because you know I I have a call or whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. Just, you know, my favorite part of the day ruined. (laughs) Um, So we have a really cute spin instructor who both me and Brendan have a crush on. Like, Brendan has a man crush on him. I have a real crush on him. (laughs) And um, so today, 
when Brennan left, I tagged both him and this spin instructor in my Instagram post and was Ooh. like, morning rituals with Nick and Brendan. And then um, when I was getting on the train, Brennan texted me. He was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> You're having a matcha with Nick? <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, thank God we're moving. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, are you jealous that I am with Nick or are you jealous that Nick is with me? (laughs) Both. And I was like, number one, I'm having this matcha alone. I only just tagged him in the post so he would follow me on Instagram, which he did. Perfect. Um, but anyways, Brennan's like, yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, Brennan's been, Brennan went a couple of times by himself because I was just too tired and he was like, Nick gave me quite a bit of attention. (laughs) So, (laughs) So anyway, um, so that's been good. I also, like, in a uh, mistake, bought myself, like, the intro month pass to Pure Bar. Oh. And, like, God, I couldn't hate it more. I, like, it hurts me. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Like, I, like, I think I, like, spin because, like, I feel like I'm good at it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm on the beat. Like, I look like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pure Bar, like, it, I don't know, like, what they're saying. They're like, tuck, tuck. I'm like, tuck what? Like, what am I tucking? Like... <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, so now I have to, like, use that up. Um, and, like, I have to take, like, at least two more classes in order for it to, like, be worth my money that I spent on it. But. I mean, at least you know now. It's not for you. I mean, the problem is, though, is that there's a, there's a bar studio, like, walking distance from my apartment. So I'm like, God, I probably better, like, grow to like it because anything else I'm going to have to drive to and I just mm-hmm. don't want to. Yeah. Driving is... Not ideal. I mean, in ter- in, for, like, a workout, like, it's so much easier when you can just, like, pop over somewhere and do your workout than it is if you're, like, oh, I've got to get in my car, I've got to drive there. I've just found that I'm just so much more likely to work out if it's convenient to me. Exactly. And if I have to get in my car in no. the snow mm-hmm. in Boston, mm-hmm. dig it out, and go to Soul Cycle, I won't. You won't do that. Ever. No. So. And you shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. It's too much work to go to Soul Cycle. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about the book? Yeah. Okay. I have to say um, that I'm glad almost that I had to cancel last week and that we're just talking about the whole book because I liked the second half a lot and the first half I was not as on board with. Okay. Only because I feel like until you know... Um, that Bill Cosey married Heed when she was 11 and, like, mm-hmm. um, what's her, Catherine or Christine? Christine. Christine. And Heed were, like, really good friends and, like, yeah. that, like, caused a schism mm-hmm. in their friendship. I feel like until I understood all that, I kept thinking, like, all these characters, like, what is this book even about? Right. I don't, like, fully get it. And then it all started to kind of fall into place for me. Yeah. You kind of have to, like, almost build, like... A character map. I, I mean, this is my second time reading it, so mm-hmm. I did. Re- the only relationship I really remembered was the Heed Christine mm-hmm. like friendship. So like I knew going in that they had been childhood friends, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that Heed was going to marry Bill Cozy. But like that's like all, really all that I remembered. Well, in the first half, I was really confused about people's relationships with each other, and mm-hmm. I think that is kind of purposeful. Yeah. Um, cause I think you're supposed to, like, it all does feel like very incestuous. And I was, cause at first I thought Heed was Bill Cozy's daughter. And then I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. And 
Well, because they're also, like, they're both last name Cozy. So you don't yes. know, like, until Christine's like, oh, no, she's my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But they're the same like, age. You're what? like, wait, how? Um, yeah. And I also, like, didn't really know... I mean, this is my second time reading it, but I had literally very little memory of it. Like, I didn't really remember how L played into the game. Mm-hmm. And um, L is the italics, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. There's a child screaming outside. Yeah. Well, we have a playground right I outside just, our okay, window. Okay, so my issue with children screaming like that... Audrey, I feel like you're too quiet. Oh, Like, okay. you look like you're small. Okay. Well, and then I'll laugh really loud and scare everyone. Okay. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> is my way. Um... My issue with children screaming like that is... It makes you think they need help. Yes. Like, I was taught as a child, you only scream when you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because then your scream is meaningful. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people don't teach children that anymore, so they're screaming all the time. And how is one to know when they're actually genuinely in danger? Like, I understand children, like, scream a lot. But there's a difference between, like play screams of like delight and like when children like actually scream and I feel like you need to discipline children who scream for no reason that's fair and I think there's a difference do that I think you can tell a difference though between like a laugh scream like if you're someone's chasing you yeah versus like but some children do the real scream yeah for not real reasons yeah because they like because part of it is like they just think it's funny and they yeah no it's true but it's like you have to I think you have to tell children that that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. Partially because it's piercing. Yeah, it is piercing, for and sure. And partially because you need to know when a child is actually in danger. See, this is actually probably the first time in this apartment that this is going to be a problem for me because we were on our honeymoon, like, in July, so I guess, like, we really only had one month of it when I came back mm-hmm. for the time that I've been in this apartment, and then now it's spring, or, I guess. Yeah. It's, like, basically summer. Oh, yeah, you weren't living here yet until after you got... Married. No, we lived in a different one that was, like, over, over there. there. There wasn't a playground. There wasn't a there. playground. But, like, this one's much nicer. Like, it kind of feels like we're in a tree house because there are mm-hmm. trees off the side. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Distraction corner. <laughs> yeah, bored, boring corner. Um. Audrey tells you how to raise your kid's corner. <laughs> yeah. I... So, Okay. Did you have a favorite character? Yes. Who? Um, it is tied between Sandler and Al. R- Sandler, really? That's an Sandler. obscure choice. I love Sandler. <laughs> He's so stand-up. Yeah. Well, I think you can tell Sandler and Vita, like, mm-hmm. raised Roman right. Because, like, when it they comes raised down... They their kid right. But I feel like Roman... I am not as on board with Roman. But Roman, when it comes down to it, always does, does the, the right, right thing. thing. That's true. And like, well, because it's like I kept having to remind myself, like he's fourteen, and he's obviously an idiot. Um, he's fourteen, and he is being tempted by literally everything possible. Yeah, like he has gangs courting him. Yeah, he has this like nineteen-year-old sex pot seducing him yeah I mean this kid did not have a prayer yeah and still he does the right thing yeah and I love yeah so like I really wanted to like Roman but I was just so like disgusted by our introduction to him that the gang rape scene yeah but Um, he saves the girl I know but he watches for a long time before he does that I know um which I was like yes I get like you know you're 14 and 
So, like, maybe it's really hard for you to, like, go and do the right thing in that sense. But then... Like, well, if, and you know those other boys are probably older. Like, I feel like he's yeah. on the young side of that crew. Yeah. So it was like, I could kind of, like, forgive him a little bit. But I feel like they really introduced him in a way that I was like, I don't love all this. Um, but then you also, like, I like the scenes between Sandler and Roman. Yes. Where, like, Sandler is just like, listen, like, let me tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you and some he, like, sound advice. And then later he's like, oh, that's what Sandler was talking about. Like, he was trying to get me to, like, stop seeing this girl and, like, telling me that she's trouble without, like, saying it. Yeah. Um, but, like, also Sandler's, like, disgusted by Bill Cozy. And he's like, yeah, like, I didn't like how he was always playing around and, like, definitely didn't like that he married an 11-year-old. I know. Um... And he was, like, everybody kind of blamed Heed for it and, like, you know, were so critical of her, but they were never critical of him. And I was, like, yes, Sandler, yes. Loved him. Also loved Elle because she defended Heed and killed Bill Cozy. What a reveal. <laughs> In the last page. I'm, like, oh, I literally fuck, wrote there's my a book. murder. Wait, what? I know. They reveal a murder in, like, the and last page. And she kills herself? No. I thought she did. Does she kill herself? I don't, I don't know. It was unclear. I think she, no, she just died at the stove. Yeah, I thought it was like, um, so I join him and hum, where is it? Um, but once in a while her voice is alive. I was like, uh, where is it? She definitely killed him, for sure. Yeah. But I, I also like, Elle is... Like, she has, she's the strings for the entire book because uh-huh. she manipulated it so that Christine and Heed would have to live in mm-hmm. the same house. Yeah. And she also made it so that Celestial's child wouldn't get everything. Yeah. Um, which, like... And also, she was, like, always the one who, like, saw everything for what it was instead of, like, being swayed by Cozy's money or an influence. But my question is, why is she still hanging at his grave? Oh, she's dead. What do you mean? But in the, the end of the book, it's like her and Celestial are at Bill Cozy's grave. They're both dead. They're all dead. Who's all dead? Bill Cozy, Celestial, and Elle. When did Celestial die? I don't know. She's not really in it much. Yeah. But, like, basically, they're... I kind of ignored her character, to be honest, because I was like, I don't fully understand how (laughs) she fits in, and I can't. (laughs) Well, so, like, the end of the book is basically told... Like, you you know that Ellis... Maybe because she was such a big... He was such a big part of her life, and it wasn't like she killed him out of hatred. She was just like, he's kind of dying anyway, and... (laughs) Well, but I think she did it for the sake of... The girl she did so she was like he's writing all this drunk stuff and so i'm just gonna like control when he dies because he's it's gonna happen soon like i don't think she did out of malice and i think maybe she was like he became a different person when he started drinking a lot or like after um his first wife died well but i think this the sad thing is too like i think that like bill cozy tore like those two girls apart Yes. Like, that was, like... Well, and also with May's help, I think. May's help, for sure. May had been more kind to Heed and, like, treated her like a victim, like she was. Right. She would have encouraged Christine to be kind to her instead of them, like, being really nasty. Agreed. For but sure. But also, I mean, but primary also, blame is on Bill Cozy. Right. 
And I think that, like, Elle, I think, also resented that. And I think was sort of, like, now that we get you out of the picture, maybe these two girls can, like, sew mm-hmm. back up. Come like, back together. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, my least favorite is Bill Cozy. I mean, obviously. Or Junior. Junior! Junior. What the fuck is she even up to? I don't know. Is she, is she seeing visions of Bill Cozy? Well, okay, so... <laughs> Who's the painting over Heed's bed? It's Cozy. Bill Cozy. Right, right. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I know who that is. I was like, what? So, <laughs> I had a theory, which I don't think is actually correct, because mm-hmm. I tried to look back, but I thought potentially that Junior could be Celestial's daughter. Oh, yeah, I thought that she was going to end up being more important than she, like, than but, just, like... But I... Some little schemer. I or the other thing that I potentially thought was that Junior was a part of the Johnson family, mm. which is Heed's yeah. family, and that like, which I think might be true because she like with that menu thing, I think mm-hmm. like the money would go to her if she is a Johnson. Because mm-hmm. like Heed put a provision in that said it it goes to, like, Solitude Johnson if he dies. Oh, right, right, right. And so I was wondering, like, maybe Junior is, like, the next in that line. Yeah. But I I don't really know. I'm not 100% sure or convinced on that. Well, and then I I thought that she was genuinely trying to, um, that's just the subsystem calling. It's not important. Okay. Um, I thought she was, like, genuinely trying to bring them back together. Because she was like, I just feel, I can see this, like, fissure between the two women. And I want to, like, mend it. And then she, like, brings um, Heed to the hotel and pushes her down the stairs. Well, it's not even that. Like, basically, like, her and Roman had, like, gone to this attic. Like, had such wild sex in it that they, like, punched a bunch of holes in like all over the place and like broke beams and so then what what junior does is she put a rug over the holes in the floor Mm -hmm. and then basically like pulled the rug out from under heat so she fell through the hole and i didn't why i didn't understand well actually this is why junior wanted the money so junior basically made it so if he dies, she is going to get the money. Mm. And so she had to kill he in order to access the money. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what the deal was. Mm. But it, it it's so, like, undeserved. Yeah. I mean, like, he is kind of a bitch, for sure. Lover. But lover. Like a fun one. So She uh, reminds me a lot of Lotto's mom. Yes, a lot. Like, yes. just, like, old and mean and, like, living in a big house. But also, though, he'd, like, bitter. Right, but you also have to remember that, like, he took care of May. Like, yeah. when May was old. Like, he'd, like, literally, like, bathed the woman who, like, could not so have been more mean, mean to her. Um, my favorite character, I think, is Christine. I enjoy Christine. I like Heed more, but I like Christine. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah so I think I was going to ask, who are you Team Heed or Team Christine? <laughs> I like Christine more but like I think I can see like very clearly like the problem with this book is like both girls have a valid complaint against mm-hmm. the other like I think that like it's very horrible that Christine basically loses her place in the family to her best friend and like mm-hmm. that's terrible 
But then it's also horrible that he basically is sold to an old grandpa. When she's 11. When she's 11 years old. And I think as a child, it would be hard to understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, like I don't blame Christine for feeling the way that she feels. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also... Especially because her mom just keeps, like, sending her away. And so every time she comes home, she's, like, reminded, like, you actually... Like, you're always the one who has to leave, even though she was like, I grew up here. Right. This is my house. Right. But so, like, you can understand, like, why both girls, like, hate each other. Or, like, have this, like, deep-seated anger at each other. And it's fair, but it's also, like... It's also silly. But it's also, like, this is all based on actions of the adults in their life. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with them. Totally. Yeah, and, like, how they were kind of, like, positioned against each other, basically. Right. Um, yeah, I like Teed a lot. Who, who was your favorite? Your favorite was Christine. My favorite's Christine. I just think... I, I really do like Heed also, but I mm-hmm. like Christine's competence. And, yes. like, I like that she, like, has lived, like, a really hard life, like, <clears throat> potentially a prostitute. And, yeah. like also like in all of these like very horrible abusive relationships but then she also like is an amazing cook and like yeah. just like I just feel like Christine can do anything well I like what they do with Heed and Christine where they point out the ironies of like how like how these women were positioned in a way that they almost flipped what they were supposed to be yeah whereas like Christine was raised like upper middle class African American and was sent to like a really great like boarding 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 school school. and she even says she was like I was educated to do nothing but be a wife right like in that time period she was like she was given like a really like highbrow education which for that you could really only use that at parties right and he was illiterate and married a very rich man and then but then it ended up being like he was the one kind of like living old and rich and Christine had to come back and be the cook and like ended up having to figure out like all of these different ways to survive because she was given not the right training for what her life ended up being. Right. Also, he is running a hotel by herself. Yeah. As like a 17 year old. That's Um, crazy. But who's your least favorite? Bill Cozy? I mean, Bill Cozy for sure. Um, I'm trying to think if there's somebody else. I mean, I th- I just think probably Bill Cozy. Yeah. Well, it's just like, why on earth did he marry Heed? Because he's a pedophile. Well, and he also, like, cheated on her all the time with adult women. But I think that, like, the fact that he was basically attracted to her childness, like, yeah. that's like that's what it was. And... Um, it's gross. Like, she, like, literally didn't even have, like, buds yet. Like, she, yeah. like, she she had, like, a flatboard chest. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't have a period yet. Yeah. Like, no grass on the field. Yeah. Like, no. And he was like, well, I didn't touch her until she had a period. It's like, that doesn't make me feel better. I also don't believe you. Yeah. Well, first of all, she he did touch her. Yeah. Because he, like, pinches her. On the boob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before they're even married. And so, like, there's, like, such a tragedy, too, of, like, after they're married and, like, he is too young to really understand, like, the insidiousness of, like, what was done to her at that point. And it's, like, it's so sad when she it was, like, he was bursting with stories to tell Christine about their honeymoon. Yeah. And, like, 
Christine is just, like, pissed off at her and, like, doesn't want to hear the story. Well, also, like, the fact that Christine doesn't understand either. Like, Christine wants to go on their honeymoon mm-hmm. with them. And it's, like, and and he's just, like, like, they're just, like, looking at each other out of the car window. Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. It is sad. Well, and then, like, he can't even tell Christine about the boob pinching because she comes and she sees that she's been sick on herself and she assumes that it's because she saw that and that she blames he But for no, it. it's because she saw her grandfather masturbating in her best friend's bedroom. Gross. Disgusting. Yuck. I, I mean... Just bummer after bummer with that Bill Cosey. Well, the one thing to note, though, is, like, pedophiles are like Bill Cozy and that they are very easily able to ingratiate themselves to people mm-hmm. and like are able to make their actions seem justifiable and not weird mm-hmm. and like that's how they get away with it for so long is that they they are likable people and they aren't just like the weirdos that you see in Law and Order SVU who like are on their computer in like a basement all day yeah. like they are they are normal people who are coaching sports teams mm-hmm. and who are teaching children and who are like around and like preachy corner. I like sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I think we need to educate children about like how to be safe around mm-hmm. even people who seem like they're fine. Yeah. It's like you can't trust your priests. Yeah. You can't trust your teachers. Well, it's just, like, they need to be taught, like, what is objectively not okay. Because when it's, like, a family member, they might think, like, oh, if, like, they're doing that, then it must be fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they exist in families. Yeah. And it needs to be something that if they tell you as a parent, you cannot act like this is their fault. Or, like, or like they, it didn't happen the way that they said it did. Or question that, like, what they said is true. Because so many children who are victims of sexual violence are basically gaslighted and are told, like, this didn't happen. Like, you're making it up. This is a story. And then they, like, have a very hard time understanding what their reality is because Mm -hmm. they've been told their whole lives that, like, that didn't happen. But then they also are, like, dealing with the trauma of the fact that it did happen. Yeah. Um, So, I mean... This book is, like, it's so upsetting Mm -hmm. because Bill Cozy is, like, essentially the centerpiece of the entire book. Mm -hmm. And every woman in the book, including Junior, who has never even met him, is, like, oddly obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, he's done absolutely nothing to deserve it. Right. Except for make a lot of money. But it's not even about the money. And he loses all of it. Right. He's in huge amounts of debt. Yeah. But, but I don't know, the, I think what is disquieting to me at the end of the book that is that Elle still is there with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't understand that because she did see things clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, Vita clearly, like, forgives him his faults. Yeah. And when Sanders is like, why? This is kind of odd. <laughs> um, well, I think, like, she just credits him with helping their family so much. And so she, and then, but also it's just, like, he's, like, an important person, and so she just kind of. 
And I think she liked her life when she was working for him. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's more what it was. And she it's, felt valued and... Yeah. Like, he... It's like he has, like, an essence that people associate with him mm-hmm. that have to do with, like, more, like, the past. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because this book deals a lot with, like, things and lifestyles fading away. Yeah. But yet, Cozy, even though he's dead, like, he he's he won't fade away from people's, like consciousness and memory um like Vita and Sandler talk about how like life even though like maybe they were more racially oppressed in like the 40s and 50s it was like life was simpler to a certain extent because it was like um like there was more of a community feel and like you could kind of like go and be like you know your son was not behaving correctly and you know take them out of their word and well and it was kind of like the like it was like gentrification basically like yeah when like back in the day it was like you like you would spend all of your money for like a night at this hotel and then like as time went on it's like all rich white people and then it's not the same crowd who was hanging around back in the day Mm -hmm. and it's not like a haven that you want well I think even just like where Vita and Sandler live like because when Sandler's kind of lamenting how he doesn't really know how to talk to Roman about Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, in the olden days, it seems like things were better, but maybe they weren't. Um, and oh, and even um, Christine, like being involved in, I think it's like a Black Panther movement. Like yeah, when she's with well, that her fruit mom. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even that, she's, like, she watches the movement, like, change from this, like, really, like, edgy, like, non-capitalistic, like, cool political movement that's, like, totally outside of the mainstream. And that's why it felt so, like, prescient. And she watches it, like, get into the mainstream and then, like, reinforce all of the things that they were fighting against. And, like, she all of a sudden realizes she doesn't have a role in it anymore. Yeah. Um, and she was, like, cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff for them to support them. And she, like, and I just wonder, too, like, with that one, it's, like, is that, are, like, all movements kind of doomed to, like, move into the mainstream and then, like, lose their incentive to ultimately succeed? Because it's, like, people talk about this with NGOs a lot where it's, like, obviously NGOs are, like, their, like, intent is very good. But, like, people can make, like, a nice living off an NGO. So it's, like, how much incentive do you really have to end hunger in, you know, Bosnia-Herzegovina? Right. When, like, if you actually were successful, you wouldn't have a job anymore. Yeah. And would maybe have to move. So I get the vibe that you did not, like, the ghost part. I don't really care about ghosts. Okay. Well, so I I will say this, too. First of all... Which Toni Morrison's of the year end? Beloved. Okay. Which is also ghost-driven. Right. But I would say that I... I liked a... the ghosts in this better than the ghosts Okay, me too. Beloved. I have I have an easier time conceptualizing this ghost, this ghost, than the Beloved ghost. Well, and it's also, like, these ghosts, too, it's not like... It's not like Elle is, like, appearing to Heed and Christine. No. It's almost like... Like, haunting seems like a theme of this book in general. So it was, like, I didn't mind that it seemed... Like, it almost seemed like she could just be, like, a, like a part of the book and not necessarily even... She, like, wasn't an apparition. 
Right. You know what I mean? Well, so, like, Toni Morrison has is very, like, known for her magical realism. Yes. And I, like, don't even feel like this... I mean, it, it it is probably magical realism, but I don't feel like it, like, crosses the boundary of, like, me having a hard time understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with Beloved, I'm like, what the F? Like, is this person <laughs> there? Are they not? I don't know. Whereas, like, with the Bill Cozy and Junior thing, I'm sort of like, well, like, his essence is very, like, with Christina and he mm-hmm. and, like, around. It just reminded me a little too much of... Um, I think the reason I couldn't get fully on board with the junior cozy thing, like the L stuff I had no problem with. And it really made sense to me with like the theme of like, you know, everyone's being kind of haunted by their past and like unable to escape it in their present. But the Bill Cozy thing, like it really reminded me of um, the Twilight Saga New Moon where, um, (laughs) I think this is why I was like, I don't get this, Um, where Bella in New Moon she what oh okay in new moon in new okay. moon i thought you meant i thought you were like referring to new moon as a person I'm oh like, no no who no, is no, that? no no so in the book new moon um edward breaks up with bella and she's like devastated obviously just like literally it's like months go by and she's like catatonic it's really it's upsetting <laughs> for women um, and, which, I mean, everybody's allowed to have the reactions they have, but, like, oh, dear Lord. Um, and, but basically she figures out when she does anything dangerous, for whatever reason, she can, like, hear his voice. And so she starts to seek out dangerous things so oh she can, like, God. see him and hear his voice. And, like, Junior starts to have, like, kind of that, like, mania of, like, I haven't, like, felt his presence in a while, so I need to do something, like, more dramatic so that he's around again, and I was like, is this some Bella Swan stuff? Well, I don't... Obviously, it's done more in a better way, but... I guess what I just didn't, like, quite understand is why Bill Cozy would be appearing to Junior at all, since right. she never knew him. So, to me, I... It, like, made sense to me if Junior was actually his daughter. Right. Even if they she'd never met him, and it was his daughter. Yeah. Um, because also part of like the justification I think too is that Bill Cozy really liked like developing women or like like part of the reason he picks prepubescent. Women. Yeah, well, I mean, like Junior's not prepubescent, but it's like he likes feeling like he is watching someone grow. Yeah, which is gross, but like it kind of is a justification for why. And, like, Junior's at, like, kind of a crossroads in her life. Like, she's just gotten out of that correctional place. Well, also, just, like, Bill Cozy just likes the ladies in general. Yeah. Like, he, like, was all about the ladies. Yeah. And the girls. Yeah. Um, the part, like, one part that I was kind of confused about, so did he, like, give heed to other men to have sex with and take pictures of it is that what that was like because she like blackmailed a cop no 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 no. i think those were so like when he went on his gross party boat trips yeah i think they took pictures at those trips with remember sandler says that they always invited like a bunch a couple of girls to go with them yeah and it was always like the girls were usually not treated very well i think they took pictures of that stuff 
And so it was okay. like whenever they were out on the boat, they'd be like, yeah, let's take this cool picture. Like they were like the wolves of Wall Street or something. Basically creating incriminating evi- criminating evidence against stupid. themselves. But good. The boys are stupid. Boys are dumb. Um, so I think that's... And she like had those pictures. Okay. And so she used that to um, blackmail the cop. Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess I just wanted to understand, like, the extent of Heed's mm-hmm. abuse. Like, I, I think it is limited to just Bill Cozy um, treating her horribly. I mean, he also, like, treats her, like, he humiliates her. I mean, like, yeah, he, he, just, he treats her, her terribly. Yeah. And then he just ignores her. Yeah, that's Like, pretty is... much once she gets too old. Yeah, and I, I think that scene of Christine's 16th birthday slash, like, coming home slash graduation is maybe the most important scene in the book because we get the perspective, we get that scene from almost every character's perspective. Yeah. And how that scene, like, really um, represents, like, the change. Like, that's, like, the point of no return with Christine and Heed. And also, like, Christine, like, fully goes out on her own at that point. Like, they send her away again, and she's like, okay, like, not coming home this time, and, like, marries that dude, and... Like her whole life, basically. Is that a knock falls or apart? No, I think somebody was like scampering or doing something. Um, and like Heed sets fire to Christine's bed, and like just basically after that, just like stews in anger for a long time. The thing that, yeah, I mean, the scene when Heed is dying though is like the most beautiful. Like he dies. I thought she didn't actually die. I thought they saved her. No, he dies. Oh, God. When when Roman finds them, he is dead, and Christine is sleeping next to her dead body with her cradled in her arms. Oh, my God. Girl, you missed something. <laughs> I do miss when people die, like, too much. Yeah, no, so she's... I think I, like, thought... I was like, wait, is she dead? And I was like, no. No, no, she's, <laughs> she's dead. And, um... And she, like, he, like, carries her in a sheet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she might be dead when he was doing that, but I just didn't want to believe it. So I was like, "Man, she's probably alive." No, she's maybe dead. she's just having trouble. Breathing. She's dead. Well, and then, then I mean, they take her to the morgue, so then I had more <laughs> clues that she was probably dead. And then I was like, "Still, maybe not." <laughs> and but then Christine has Ju- uh, Roman Locke Jr. in that room, like just like probably waiting to call the police. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but I'm I, glad that they have their moment of reconciliation. But they, it's just so nice, like, because they, like, n- the thing that's nice is that they both knew all along. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it kind of the sad and the Or like, they realized nice it later. But like, I don't think they knew when they were younger. Well, no, 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 no. But I think as an adult woman, Christine knew that he should not have been married to her grandfather right like I mean I think that she she is like you were a kid like mm-hmm. you were a child and she's like mm-hmm. yeah but like I like I just wanted to be with you like that's yeah like that's who I wanted to be with I like I don't I didn't care about him yeah like they sold me for a purse when I think he too like um May at first had wanted them to not be friends even yeah and so I think she thought, like, oh, but if I'm married to Mr. Cozy, I'll be able to be with Christine all the time, too. And, like, they won't really, like, we'll be living in the same house, and it'll be yeah. great. God, it's so sad. It is sad. 
I was super bummed out when it said on the honeymoon that they wrestled in the morning because I assumed that meant that they had sex and she just didn't understand what was going right, on. Right, but so he's saying that they didn't have sex till her period came, but that's obviously not true. I thought they took the honeymoon after her period came. Like, they didn't take the honeymoon right away. Um, I could be wrong about that. You could be right. I think you are right. But, but like, still. I think her period came pretty quickly, though, because it seemed like yeah. there wasn't much time of, like, Christine and he, like, adjusting to the new arrangement. Yeah. Also, like, incredibly sad when he comes back, like, after her big shopping trip with, like, all of her new clothes, and she's excited to show Christine her new outfits, and, like, then everyone makes fun of her. I know. Because she wants to wear what the glamorous ladies at the hotel wear. It's all upsetting. It is. <laughs> Um, but, like, it's, like, also, like, a very beautiful book. Like, I think it's very beautifully written. Yes. And, like, I think the characters are very well developed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool when you can see a story from, like, a lot of different sides. I do usually like that. Well, and it's, like, what was interesting is that the book, like, the book is confusing until you realize like that one thing of that Bill Cozy married like as soon as it said like he married her when she was 11 or something along those lines I literally was like oh and like everything in the book all of a sudden made sense yeah because at first I was like I don't understand what he'd and Christine's relationship is and why they hate each other so much I don't understand really who May is and how she's operating like I don't understand how everybody's related to each other because it seems like everyone's related I don't get it right I don't understand why Roman and Sandler are even in this book. Yep. Um, <laughs> Still not too sure. But. I mean, like, Sandler, he's an unnecessary character to some extent. And so is Roman. Mm-hmm. But it's like once, the in the latter half, it's nice that they're there. Well, also Junior is like Junior, a weird, couldn't meet less. Yeah. Like I mean, someone she's to, a catalyst. I mean, yeah. she basically is like... The new Bill Cozy where she's, like, pulling them further apart. Yeah. Making stuff happen. Yeah. Or, I guess, maybe pulling them closer together. I guess. Unsuspectingly. Yeah. Um, but I thought she was trying to bring them closer together, because that's what Big Daddy wanted, or whatever she called him. Big man. Her good good man. Oh, the good man. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck city. Um, what did you give it on Goodreads? Four out of five. I almost gave it a three because I really... Oh, really? It was so... The, what saved it was because it is so beautifully written and I really did like the last half a lot. Mm-hmm. But the first half I really was like... I don't even know what this book is about. It is confusing in the beginning. Um, And so that's why I'm really, really... Because like, I think I would have been like really negative if we had talked about... Or like kind of quiet if we'd only mm-hmm. talked about the first half because I was like, I don't really get what's going on. I If, if we were... If we were going to talk about it the first half, I would have done a map. Yeah. I would have drawn a map of who's who. Because, like, I think in order to even understand the story at all, like, that's the first thing you need to know. Well, or, like, and it's literally in chapter five that you find out that Cozy married Heed. Heed. And so it's like, it was just another maybe, like, 20 pages I needed to go to be like, oh, and then everything made sense and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I give it five out of five. I would say, like, this is in one of my top five favorite books really? of all time. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I just, 
Did it remind you of Swing Time at all? No. Not, like, their friendship It reminded stuff? me more of Fates and Furies than it did of Swing Time. I saw, yeah, with the friendship, I saw later that it kind of did. Yeah. But I liked Heed 40 times more than I liked Tracy. Yeah, I think Tracy and Heed would be... They would be the they would be, equivalents. Yeah. And then... Well, but I, I think also, though, like, the narrator is not as... Or the narrator is more successful than Christine is, too. Yes. So it's, like, it's more of, like, a role reversal. Yeah. Like, it would have been, like, if Tracy had been become successful and stable and then the mm-hmm. narrator was, like, out of control. Right. But also, like, if we look at Tracy and Heed as kind of similar equivalents, um, with Tracy, it was, like I, like, I always wanted good things for her. And, like, I had a lot of sympathy for her and, like, all the horrible things that she had been through. But I also fully supported the narrator cutting her out of her life. Because I thought she was a really negative influence on her life, ultimately. Because she would always, always, always do something to, like, sabotage their friendship and also, like, do something to hurt the narrator. Because she was, like, angry about her own life, so she needed the narrator's life to be bad too right but he did the same stuff to, like I think he no but like not... he'd also like I just felt like he'd like being married at 11 it was like all she really wanted what like I understood like Christine's grievance but I felt like to me all he'd ever wanted was to be close to Christine and she like was mad at her for being mad at her and so it never felt like she was doing stuff like they would get close again and then she would like ruin it It was, like, all she, like, she just didn't understand why Christine was so mad at her until later. Right. I mean, I think what it reminds, or what reminded me of Swing Time is, like, when the narrator and Tracy are, like, young and best friends, it's just the best. Like, it's just, like, you just feel like they are, like, really like soulmates for each other and that's also how I felt about Keith and Christine and also there's like a mother who's kind of in the middle yeah trying to like pull one of them away because they think like she's bad news yeah yeah um but like you just want them like to hang out and like go on picnics and like yeah you know like braid each other's hair and like play in their play in the ocean Mm -hmm. um Agreed. Um, but I just, I love a female friendship. Yeah. And, and I think it is, it's very satisfying in in this because I do feel like you got a resolution mm-hmm. between the two, whereas in Swing Time it's, like, not as clearly resolved. Yeah. Which is, like, maybe more realistic, but. Yeah. Um, well, also yeah. I think. In swing time, what they would have to get over to be friends again is a lot more nuanced. Not that this book isn't nuanced, not that love isn't nuanced, but I think, like, their grievance with each other, like, once they're older is literally just to be like, I know I was shitty to you, and it was just because I was mad about this, and, like, yeah, and vice versa. Whereas, like, with Tracy and the narrator, it's like, they would really have to peel back a lot of stuff in order to, like... Well, I also think with them, there's not a clear event right? for them that, like, changed everything. Well, like, the narrator tries to act like it's that Tracy 
you know, said that, wrote that weird letter about her dad. And she's like, yeah, like, that just, right, like, changed things my... Right, but things were things so were weird already, before. Things were weird and... Yeah. And also, like, I remember feeling like... And I wasn't even on that on board with Tracy. But I remember feeling like, so what? Like, it's clearly a lie. And even if it is, like, it's a bummer to know. But, like, why are you... I also just don't, like, I mean, as we talked about on that episode, like, I don't understand why that is, like, ruining your entire relationship with your dad. Yeah. Like, I thought, I thought he had to have had sex with Tracy. Yes. Like, and that's also, I think, why it reminded me of love is, like, I'm like, oh, like, that's how she came between them, and that's, like, pretty unforgivable, and, like, I get it. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's not what happened. Like, it's even weirder. And, like, also just not as bad. Yeah. I hated that reveal. It was a, it was, I mean, I could not have guessed that reveal. No, but I don't like it when it's like, it's almost like they know, they've been building up a reveal for so long that they have to make it something kind of out of left field to surprise you. But also the reveal didn't, like, it didn't. But also it didn't, didn't felt, feel it, right. No, it, it felt for like. For what we've been built up to understand that the event was. It's a well, dangerous it's, game to build up something. It is. <laughs> I mean, if you build up and you deliver, great. Well, even but this, that like, deliver. wasn't a crazy twist, but, like, they've built up and they had, um, Tony Morrison had built up and built up that Heed and Christine hated each other, and then when you find that out, it, like, all makes sense, and yet you need, still need more information, and so, like, you want to know more. Yeah. Where, and you're not, like, but you're not, like, oh, that's why they don't like each other? You're, like, oh, interesting, now I need more information, um... Like, things are falling together now, um, and I need more information to fully understand why this was such a... Well, a and break. I want to hear it from everyone's perspective. Exactly. And understand everyone's feelings. Because everyone's feelings in this are valid. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's being overly sensitive. Um, yeah. I mean, Christine basically loses her place in her family, and he loses her best friend because... She is married, and her childhood. Yeah. Because she is married to an old man. Yeah. Um, and I think that when he marries Bill Cozy, like, that causes May to alienate her. And I think you're right, like, that also, like, is why Christine is alienated from her. Because also, like, Christine says, like, the only time my mom was ever, like, nice or proud of me was when I was talking shit about you. Yeah, like, that's when we, like, got along. Yeah. That's the only thing they could agree on. Yeah. Because her mom had crazy political beliefs. Her mom, like, May is a very weird character. May honestly might be my least favorite character. Yeah. She's not great. She just, like, is weird. Yeah. Well, it's almost like she believes, like, Bill Cozy was successful despite his race and so she doesn't understand why, like, like all these other black people are making trouble. And it's like, but they're not, like, they're sitting at a bus counter trying to make a point that they should be allowed to sit there because they're human beings. And I guess, like, I mean, having never lived through the 50s and 60s and 40s and whatever... It's easy for me to just be like, oh, like, they were incontrovertibly correct to be doing. And, I mean, right. they were. Um, but it's just, like, I can't understand how a woman of color was not supportive of them. Like, unless it was just that she was so afraid 
that like of Christine getting involved and getting killed or just that she thought it was like distasteful for them to be like taking up so much space because like May was like when she married like she married like very well like she was she kind of came from nothing and she just like rolled up her sleeves and got to work right and so I guess like her whole thing is that like you just work hard and don't take up space and I think that's part of the reason she hated he too was because it was like you didn't do anything to deserve being like the mistress of the house you're 11 and she couldn't like have sympathy somehow but I think as like as a mother though like I just can't imagine watching an 11 year old girl be married to a 60 year old man and like not having sympathy like that's why I can't I can't understand May because like I just think that when you're watching somebody like you're watching this happen to your daughter's best friend and like how could you not even if you're not fully on board with them being friends no it doesn't matter though it doesn't matter like even even the narrator's mom is like she I mean she had like that kind of problematic separation of like Tracy the person and Tracy like the product of this bad neighborhood but even she was like yeah I mean like she was like helping Tracy like get help when she was using drugs and all this other stuff like she carrot like wanted her not to suffer she just didn't necessarily think that she was a good influence on her daughter which fair enough like Like, okay fine but this lady like really you're watching an 11 year old like you have nothing to say well, also, like, I don't know how you don't imagine that as your daughter in this right. position and think, like, wow, this is fucked up. Right. And also, how could you possibly believe that this little girl manufactured this herself? No, she's a child. I mean, 11, it's like, what is that, sixth grade? Yeah. I mean, not even. You're the beginning of, like, you're, like you're 11 fifth... turning 12 in sixth grade. You're a fifth grader. Like, you have no, you have no concept. You're not even a teenager yet. No, you're not even, you, you're two years off from teenager. Yeah. And even 13 And is even 13 is a baby. Is a baby. Yeah. I mean, don't get me at all. Yeah. Um, so are we reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Okay. I do want to read that book, but I've already had trouble sleeping because I've been thinking about the Golden State Killer so much. Like, I <sighs> I listened to his, some of the recordings of the calls that he's made to victims. Yeah, horrible. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, my only thing is, is like, I worry about reading that book because... Like, the Manson murders never, ever, 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 ever bothered me until we read Helter Skelter. I never had dreams about it. I was never creeped out by it. I was always just fascinated Mm -hmm. by, like, the whole cult of personality, all that stuff. And it never, ever bothered me until we started reading about it. And I know that I have issues with the things that are in the Golden... Like, in I'll Be Gone in the Dark. With Home of Yes. Yeah. Like... The Fall is the most terrifying show I've ever watched in my life. And, like, the idea of someone creeping into your... And especially while you're sleeping. Like, I just have issues with, like... 
times of vulnerability. Yeah. And so I'm nervous that like it will, and also I do read these books a lot before I go to sleep. I think in terms of time, if we read that, you cannot do that. No, exactly. And so it would really cut into the amount of time I would have to actually read it because I can't read it during work. Um, so I'm just a little nervous about committing to that because I do think it would like really affect me. Do you want me to pre-read? And but I just know. don't know. You don't like, know that you're, I have the same you're effect. Exactly. Like you're, I think, a true crime fan. I'm a true crime fan, but I also understand your... Yes. But I think like feeling. in terms of like your like intake of true crime, like while I think I am more of a Georgia and you are a Karen, I think we're flipped in terms of our intake. Like you look at the true, like the photos. I do. And like listen to a lot of this stuff and like really like take it all in whereas like I'm very selective about the true crime that I consume and um like I don't like usually seek out stuff that I think is gonna affect me negatively even though I want to read the book because I think it seems like a great read but I also like even people who are like big true crime fans have been saying like this book is affecting me a lot well, I think th- what I've heard about the book, too, is, like, you can tell that she is obsessed. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, also, like, a weird experience of, like, yeah. experiencing her Like the Zodiac guy? Yes. Well, I mean, like, ultimately, like, Michelle McNamara's death was, like, kind of related to this project. Like, yeah, she, like, had a health condition and, like, basically was not able to sleep because <coughs> she had it put herself into this and like took too many Xanax and died in her sleep like I mean it's like kind of related Mm -hmm. but um I don't know I I feel like I need to read it like I need to do it yeah I just I do want to read it but I don't necessarily want it to be a queen bee book because I want to be able to get out of it if I have to (laughs) that's fair that's Um, fair but I like I do want to read it because I am curious and I think it will be different and feel I'll feel better about it because I know he's been caught. I think it's, I mean, I'll tell you, the crimes themselves, like, are just, like, very upsetting because most of the victims are alive to tell their stories. And so I think a lot of times when you are hearing about murders, like, the murderees are dead. Like, you don't know their perspective. Whereas with this guy, like, he has 50 victims who are talking about what happened. Yeah. And so, like, you have a lot of, like, very horrible details that Mm. you don't have when you're talking about a murder. Yeah, and it's similar to, like, the fact, like, um, in My Favorite Murder when Karen does I Survives, Mm -hmm. or I Survived. Yeah. um, They tend to, like creep me out more than murders do the murders do I mean I like them sometimes more um they're the ones I tend to remember but they're the ones that like genuinely like skeeve me out they make me cry every time usually yeah yeah because I'm like so proud of these women yeah um the one that creeped me out the most of all of the my favorite murders was Mary Bell Ugh. That, literally, that I one, don't like when children are the no. killers at well, all. And she was so sadistic. And, um, like, that was the one where I, like, listened to it right before bed and was like, Brennan, like, I can't, like, we can't go to sleep right now. And he's like, 
like, well, I need to go to sleep. Like, it's <laughs> bedtime, and, like, like this is your own damn fault for listening to this before bed. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, I'm, like, he's like, listen, like, statistically, I'm the most likely person to kill you. All right? <laughs> Good night. It's not happening. He turned he turn off the light. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you can't say that to me. And then turn off the light. Uh, anyway, so now you heard it first. If he kills me, like, or if I, if I turn up dead, it's probably him. Probably Brendan. It's always the husband. Yep. He, I, I find it very unlikely that Brennan would kill me. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like I'm probably safe. I feel like he's probably more in danger than I was going to say, I feel like it's way more likely <laughs> you would kill him. <laughs> no, I follow the rules. You I do. respect human life. Yes. Um, and on that note. <laughs> on, on that note. Yeah, so we don't know what we'll be reading next week. To be determined. TBD. <laughs> but I can guarantee you that as stuff unfolds about the Golden you, State Killer, so I what, will update you. Yes, and, like, if you want to read I'll Be Gone in the Dark and do, like, a little I'll Be, I'll be Gone in the Dark corner in the beginning of the podcast, that would be more than fine with me. Okay. I I'm might just do that. very hesitant to read that myself. I, th- I think that is very fair, and I... My friend Alexis, who I would say is more in my vein of true crime mm-hmm. listener slash consumer, she has she's had to put it aside and go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling it's probably going to give me nightmares. Yeah. But I also feel like I need to see this through. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think... I mean, there's, okay, there's a case file. I'll plug this. Like, if you don't know anything about the Golden State Killer and are interested, the best place to go is this podcast called Case File. They have, like, a five-part episode on it. It is relentless. It is very hard to listen to, but it gives you everything you need to know, and it's really well done. It's a very soothing Australian voice. Mm. Um, but Audrey, I don't know that you should listen to it. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, maybe I listen to that. They play the calls in it. Ooh. So that's one thing. I you, don't like the calls. If you don't want to hear the calls, the calls are played in it. Um, yeah, I listen. I I have listened to the calls like probably seventy five mm. times like recently because I heard that you can hear the police scanner in the background and like really wanted to hear it. Yeah. You can hear it, but, like, I mean, you'd have to know you were looking what you were looking for to hear it. Yeah. Um, and, what was I going to say? Oh, also, like, watching his defense attorney touch him on the shoulder during the um, arraignment made me so affirmed in my belief <laughs> that I could not be a public defender. Yeah. Because can you imagine? No. Like, these people are friggin' saints, and, like, I don't know how you get up every day and do your job, and, mm-hmm. like, it's so important, and I'm so mm-hmm. impressed. And you're paid nothing. You're paid nothing. You are villainized. You have eight million cases a week. You you have very little time to prepare. Yeah. But, like, you know what? I'm I'm frankly glad, though, because I can guarantee one of those, like, whorish, um, well-paid defense attorneys could have gotten this pro bono and um, mm-hmm. just to, like, give himself a name. And I would have been very angry if, like, F. Lee Bailey was on this case. He's been disbarred. He can't. But, like, you know, like, any any of those characters on the OJ case. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. 
Or what was the one guy who kept ob- um, objecting to everything? Oh in- Kinnerick. <laughs> yes. Urban Kinnerick. He's dead, All- isn't he? Uh, no, he's also disbarred. <laughs> he also <though>. disbarred. <laughs> <laughs> he also- was fun. <laughs> he was fun. And actually, he... Um, I, like, have affection for him. Like, I do not have affection for Johnny Cochran at all. No. Um, Shapiro, like, kind of. Shapiro wanted to do a deal in the beginning. Yeah, Shapiro, like, also, too, though, like, I feel like he, like, played by the rules of war, whereas Mm -hmm. I felt like Johnny Cochran played dirty. He did play dirty. Um, But, but, you know, in the show, I did not like how he treated... Sweet baby angel, Christopher Darden. I know. I know. What an excellent show. I love that scene at the end, though, when Christopher Darden gets to have that moment. Sterling K. Brown plays it so well. It's so good. You think you just won something for the people and for the cause, but you didn't win shit. Also, Johnny Cochran's like, don't worry, like, I'm gonna say some stuff to the community and whatever. And, like, we'll and he's like, back. and he's like, I never left. I never left the community. Yeah. Like, oh, that's God. That's good shit. That's real good. <laughs> it's a real good show. Um, but anyway, um, this has been rambly. Yes. But, um, hope you missed us after our week hiatus. Yeah. And Thank you for listening, as always. As always. Um, we'll also, update you when we do decide what we're reading next. Also, um, announcement on my personal Instagram account, I reached 700 followers today. What? Yes, my 700 follower was um, our girl Jess. I followed her Jess today. McCune. And she followed me back. So, maybe I shout out to her. Time. What? Maybe I shouldn't have said her last I know. Time. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, God, if we ever get really famous, we're going to have to like re edit these <laughs> and like bleep out everybody's name that we have flippantly. Used. used. Whatever. Um, I mean, I feel like Jessa, like, if you go on our Twitter, she's everywhere. She so, is. I mean, if you wanted privacy, Jess, you should have worked harder <laughs> for it. <laughs> you should have used some sort of should pen name on Twitter. <laughs> um, thank you for listening, everyone. Love you. Rate, review, subscribe. Bye. We haven't had any reviews Yeah, in I know. While. We haven't had reviews in a while, so, yeah. like, since January. Yeah. I didn't so. get any reviews for my birthday. All I asked for. How dare you all. <laughs> all um, right. Bye. Bye.